Welcome to Mental Wealth, the podcast to invest in your mind. Here I will help you make sense of your mind and behaviours, giving you the tools to have your best life. There is so much to share, so let's get into this episode and explore another great topic. Welcome to episode 15. I am delighted to say I am joined in this episode by a very special guest, Sally Wallace. I can't wait to share this space with her. So let's start off with welcoming Sally. How are you today? Thank you so much. Sorry, Alison, I talked over you then. (laughs) That happens all the time for me. (laughs) (laughs) So tell everyone a little bit about who Sally Wallace is. Yeah, of course. So uh, my name is Sally Wallace and I'm a podcaster. So um, in fact, there's a, I, I come under an awful lot of umbrellas. We say that, don't we, as women. So I am a mum. So I'm a mum of one. I've got a little boy called Roman who's four. I was a radio presenter for 14 years and I was a very successful radio presenter for about eight of those years. I had the biggest drive show in Manchester. Um, yeah. Uh, then I went into sales uh, and then I went on a journey to motherhood through IVF. And this is the very shortened version of it, by the way. Um, and it was through my IVF journey that I was, I, I, I decided that I told a few people that I was going through IVF. I told some people that I'd had problems of uh, fertility or infertility. Um, and anybody that has gone through that journey will know that it just comes with a whole load of shame and guilt. And it's, you know, it's, 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 a, it can be quite embarrassing. So I, I, I kind of cut myself off from everybody when it did what I needed to do with my husband. Well, in fact, he didn't really do much. It all came down to me to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then successfully had our son in 2019 and then I felt like I could talk about it. So I just said, said, Oh, anyway, I've got a little boy through IVF and I'm 40. So I'm a geriatric mum And, um, I, the amount of women that I just kept coming across that I was meeting that were saying, oh, I had problems too, X, Y, Z. And then I thought, you know what? I, I really missed what I did on the radio. I really missed that connection. I missed the conversation that I used to be able to have with people. I had a very successful show and I thought, oh God, I need to do something here. Now the real story is I actually went, and if you do listen to my podcast, listen to episode one, I went to see a psychic, Alison. I'd never been to see a psychic before, right? <laughs> and she, I'd bought this microphone that I'm sat in front of right now and I put it in a cupboard and hid it and didn't tell my husband it was there because I knew I wanted to do something. I, I knew I wanted to do a podcast, but I was scared. All these emotions that you go through, will I fail? All of those. And I went to see this psychic and I was sat with her and she actually said to me, oh, somebody's saying to me, wireless, wireless. Do you know anybody on the wireless? And I tried not to say anything, bearing in mind I talk a lot. And I said, uh, uh, well, I used to work on the wireless. She went, yeah, you're not going to go back on the wireless, but you've you've got um, you've got a microphone in the cupboard at home, haven't you, behind the kitchen door? Holy crap. I was like, yes. She went, yes, Sally, you need to get that out and you need to get on it. And you're going to, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to post something on the internet. And this, this, is, this is your future. This is where you're going. Anyway, within a couple of weeks, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum was born, which is what I first called my podcast, and I launched it. And I initially launched it to just break down these taboos of infertility and uh, IVF, polycystic ovaries, miscarriage, um, all of these things that we go through as women. And then I had these incredible guest speakers on from acupuncturists and crystal healers and somatic healers and nutritionists and actually realize that it's so much more about just going for the goal of having a baby. It's actually so many more things in women's lives that we come across and we hit these hurdles and we just need, we get stuck, we get Mm -hmm. stuck. So about 
three months ago, I changed the name of the podcast and I rebranded it as Chuffed. So it's called Chuffed Podcast now, which you can find. And it was my, it was just through the journey of launching the podcast that it's brought me to the point of actually what women really need is that we're all going to hit these hurdles in life, whether it be career breakdown, whether it's going to be relationship breakdown. I mean, I didn't meet my husband until I was 30. Oh, in my twenties, I was called Bridget Jones. I think there's a lot of women that can probably relate to that. It's like, oh, Bridget Jones. If my mother was still single in her twenties, she was called a spinster. So it's it's changed <laughs> through generations, hasn't it? <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I think that's brings us to sort of what I'd like us to, to talk about today, because there are so many what let's call modern challenges, things that are to do with society, to do with the, what's expected of us. And it's for me, it's always making sure that while we might want to comply a bit because, you know, you can't always go off completely off piste because that's well, you can, but it's it's probably going to cause you quite a lot of trouble. But actually, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get people who don't agree with it, aren't you? That's yeah, the truth. Yeah. So, but but equally, for me, that some of our sadness and our, our misery comes from not being able to do what's right for you. And I think there's lots of things I talk about is finding you and being that real, true essence of yourself, but also keeping an eye on some of those things that might be society and the pressure that we're under so that we can then push through that a little bit as well and and, and yeah. not worry about fitting in so much that it causes us a problem. Well, I was born in 1978, and uh, so I was raised in the 80s, really. But my my parents, neither of them went to university. And so my mum and my dad used to harp on about, you you know, we really want you to go to university. Now, I did go to university, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't actually use my degree at all. I was drunk for three years and had a fabulous time. And I, did, I didn't do too badly. I came out with a 2-1. But uh, And now I'm a mum, uh, Romans, Romans 4, so he's not going to university anytime soon but I am not going to put the pressure on him compared to what I had on me. Mm. And that there was a, if my mom was here now, she'd go, I didn't pressure you. She, she did at the time. It was the nineties. Do you know what I mean? And it was this thing where, well, all of my kids are in uni, all of my kids have gone to uni. And it was like a proud thing. And, you know, you want to be proud of your family. There's so many different ways that you can show that pride. And what, from what I do now, um, I, I didn't really need that degree to be honest with you. Mm, you know on reflection yeah it was almost like it was just again fitting into one of those society kind of I suppose it's brackets I suppose it was I was I was you know I was I was fitting into that box perfectly um and this is going to sound and people probably relate to this but it sounds terrible but I just wanted to make my mum happy and keep mm. my mum happy and make my mum proud it's interesting um, that isn't it because <laughs> while that is an innate need for most uh, children and adult children to be in that space where they want to make their parents happy, their teachers happy. It is kind of the way that we are trained almost, but equally, is that the right thing? I mean, that certainly isn't, wasn't my story. You know, I, I tried my best to fit in with what everyone else thought was best for me. And, and that made me very miserable. I was, it wasn't right for me. So I think if for people listening in, you know, wherever you are, it's kind of getting a sense of what's right for you. You know, are you not going for a job because you're worried that everybody else will have a degree or, you know, because you haven't? Or are you, like you say, 
being pushed into having going down that route and actually it's not right for you. And I think, you know, we are a little bit more vocal these days. And I think the next generation are definitely more vocal about choices. So for me, it's always that just keeping an edge on you and then making sure that you're not doing yourself a a disservice by worrying about what everybody else is either doing or thinking because there's two different things. I think it's at the time it was what was expected of me. And it was all of my sort of girlfriends at school. Well, that she, you know, she's Claire's going to uni, Vicky's going to uni. And it was almost like, and I think my mum actually said to me, now you either go to uni or you pay me rent. <laughs> that was the ultimatum that I got. I thought, I'm not paying you rent. I'll go to university. <laughs> so I went to university. But then the things, I, I know why my mum was so insistent on it was because that she didn't have those opportunities as a young woman so what was expected of my mother and it's generational and I always talk about this I talk about this an awful lot on the podcast as well um, and if I'm doing public speaking is what I do today now as a woman my mum didn't do my grandmother certainly didn't do my grandmother didn't drive I passed my driving test at 17 I'm 45 now mm. so I've been driving all these years my my mother was expected to get married and have a family it wasn't really expected of my mother to have a career, but it was expected of me to have a career. Then I was constantly being told, don't worry, you can have kids later in life, Sally. Sally, don't 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 ruin, don't ruin your life by having oh, so you ruined yours, did you? You know, so it was, it was like, hang on a minute, then you're questioning everything as a young woman. Mm. So you've been told not to ruin your life, not to have a family to get a career, get your own house. This is what I kept getting told, get your own house, get your own things, um, and then have a child later in life. So I started trying for children at about 36. I didn't have my son till 40. Mm. I tried for another one and it's just, it's not happened. So the amount of confusion that I've had as a woman with, is it my fault? You know, uh, have I left it too late? I was told I had low AMH or my eggs had gone. Is there something in our bloody water? Quite frankly, you know, um, was I on the pill too long? But I was told to take the pill, take the pill, take the pill. You'll be fine. You'll come off it and your body will be fine. Not a problem. 18 years, Alison, I was on the contraceptive pill. 18 years. And I think it sent my body dormant. Do I do? Yeah. No, I think it's, but I think this is the thing where we need to be really careful about who we get advice from or guidance from making sure that we feel okay because the biggest challenge that most people have is guilt and regret yeah they are literally like caravans that we drag around with ourselves and I'm a big fan of us all thinking about whatever decision you made you made it because it felt like it was the right decision at the time and then now maybe we've learned something else or we found something else out or things have changed and we can't stay rooted and stuck with that thinking still because that's where we're just picking up all this negative emotion and it does, it just causes, makes people very sad, makes people feel very, very stuck. Yeah. And that's where, do you know, it's interesting because I, when I was talking at the event where where I actually met you face-to-face, it was wonderful. Yeah. We went to a networking event and I was talking about podcasting. And the reason why I changed the podcast name to Chuffed is because you simply cannot be chuffed and be in a bad mood. And I do think that we are living in a day and age where it's almost like, which is, it's really sad, uh, but it's almost like people are forgetting to enjoy their life. It's, and it's, and that's why I think why, I know it sounds crazy, doesn't it? But there's so much comparison nowadays between us as humans, physical humans, and what we see on the internet. Mm. 
And what we see on the internet is heavily filtered, heavily edited. And it's it basically, it's a version of someone else's life that they're not even leading half the time. And yet we're comparing ourselves to that. So imagine that as a modern day challenge. That's just obscene. So basically you're competing against nobody. It's just all fake. And there was talking about this at this event was, you know, we have all these challenges and these hurdles and, you know, whether it be family or career or relationships, and we, we don't talk about these things, we keep them to ourselves. And we have these moments where we get stuck, but the only way to actually get unstuck is to actually vocalize it. And because of texting and because of text and it started with MS, uh, 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 was it messenger, MMS, SMM messenger, and then it's gone on to WhatsApp now. And because everybody wants to be text happy, we're losing conversation and conversation to me is connection. Uh, and it's really sad that we're not talking enough. We're just yeah. not talking enough. And I think podcasts like this and podcasts like yours, it's it's showing people that two people, you and I are having a conversation about challenges. We haven't done a great deal of preparing. We just wanted to come on and just see where it feels right. And I think just giving yourself permission for it to be like that is absolutely fine. It doesn't have to be polished. It doesn't have to be all rehearsed. So whatever you're trying to do out there who's listening in, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just have a go. Do it. Pick it up. Have a go and try and find out whatever it is that you need to do to get to the goal that you want to get to. Yeah. Do you know one thing I found very interesting is there was a few ladies that spoke to me after that event and I'd said something which hit a nerve with three of them. And they came and spoke to me separately about the same thing. And it was, oh, this, this is madness. So I, me, I said this really flippantly as well. I said, anybody try, anybody even trying to get pregnant at work? I'm not saying that you're having to like, trying to get pregnant at work, but anybody trying to get pregnant and yet they are petrified of the people at work will know about it. And the, the three of them, were exactly that. And they said, you know what? I literally sat there and was cringing because that's me at the moment. And I'm petrified. And I said, can you imagine the stress that that's putting on your body and you're mm-hmm. trying to get pregnant? But this is, imagine that you are desperately wanting to bring life into the world. And don't get me wrong, it's not everybody's choice. And I get that. I didn't become a mum until I was 40. I mean, I spent 40 years on my own, really. Do you know what I mean? Without a child. So if you are wanting to bring a life into the world, which it does take a massive stress on your body, you know, I, I can tell you that firsthand, the stuff that I went through, but also you're desperately not wanting people to know. So therefore, if people are saying, oh, you don't want kids, do you? And you're like, no, no, I don't want kids. So you're telling yourself you don't want kids. Mm-hmm. So you're physically telling yourself that because you don't want to lose your job, but really you desperately do, but you still don't want them to know. Yeah. I mean, you don't get more messed up than that, do you? But it's <laughs> like just that, like you say, that confusion. Yeah, yeah, it is exactly that, isn't it? It's that confusion and that all the time it's that self with with whoever, whether it's your boss, you're frightened of mentioning it to him, the impact it's going to have on your career, whatever, whatever it is, it's that constant internal dialogue. And I think that's the thing that I see, the chatter, that goes on and it's faster the chatter because of social media, because of some of the challenges that we have today, that the, the amount of content that you can absorb if you can. And is all of it good quality? Is all of it actually helping you feel calmer, feel more able? Probably not. And I think it's that's so it. True. We've got to think about what we're listening to and, and just making sure, and you know, for me, these kind of conversations just inspire people to be okay all that noise in my head, it 
which bit's useful, which bit is to do with someone else, which bit's to do with my past, which bit's to do with a fear-based future. And yeah. then you can have a little sort out almost. Imagine you're sorting it all out into different pockets and hopefully then you can start to challenge or be kinder to yourself. Yeah, it's switching on your BS filter, I always say. Switch on that BS filter and, you know, use logic. And this is what's so interesting is that we are losing touch with our gut feeling. We are losing touch with it. I mean, it's almost like we need to reconnect with that gut feeling as well to, to know that we have these instincts and that and we are safe and we have got it. But we need to be aware. I mean, why do you think influencers are called influencers? I mean, that is really powerful, <laughs> such a powerful word that they have got because they are influencing you when you're looking at them and you're taking their information on board. So you need to use that BS filter. I mean, one thing that I always find is, uh, well, and I, whenever I talk publicly or I'm doing the podcast is I always say this, is these pressures nowadays of women, uh, we're expected to look like Kim Kardashian, bake like Mary Berry, and then have sex like Pamela Anderson. And it's almost like we've got, oh, I actually say different word, Alison, but I wouldn't want to swear on your podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> I respect you too much. I've got a bit of a potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but it is almost like, hang on a minute. Oh, you know, what, what else do we need to do? Stick it, you know, stick them up at my backside and I'll clean the floors whilst I'm here. It is, it's pretty intense as what we do with women. And we are supposed to be these career women as well at the same time, and yet look immaculate. And then if you do have children, you are still expected to go back with that career mindset, but also be a mum. And it's, mm. it, do you know what? It is, it's a, it's a, it's a strange world at the moment for women. It's, and yeah. it's a difficult one to sort of like meander our way through. And I'm experiencing that firsthand at the moment. Mm. It is, and yet there are so many things that we've changed. If you look back at, to women, you know, as you said before about your grandparents and parents and the attitudes, we, we are in this different space. But I think the thing that I'm always mindful of is how it is for men as well, while that's yeah. all happened to women, because, you know, there's men listen to this podcast too. And just, again, being able to navigate what it all means to you, so if you're somebody who hasn't isn't in a relationship, hasn't got children, you you're just in work, or not just, but you're in work, or you might be somebody who's got a family, or you want a family, wherever you are, the the challenge that you are facing is not just your own internal challenge, which is connected to your past sometimes. It's also this societal challenge, what's expected of me, what do I really deeply want? And it is something that needs navigating. Yeah. And talking about men there, I, I, do you know, there's one thing that I'm, I'm quite keen to do is something, uh, you know, get, get guys involved. Cause I, I obviously talk to a lot of women, but I ha again, have a lot of guys that do listen to the podcast and the pressures on men nowadays are so different and they're, they're like never before. I mean, steroids is it, unreal. And it's, it's guys go to the gym because they're expected to be body beautiful. And if you listen to some of the, how I got pregnant, you listen to my husband's story. My husband was using steroids. He was, he's a very smart man. He owns two businesses um, and never imagined it would ever affect his fertility. Never imagined ever. But also the pressures that are on young men, you get guys that are going to the gym, 18, training for two weeks, not getting the results they want. And then before you know it, they're taking this gear. And uh, young men are having hair transplants. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking anybody for that. That's great. Sure. But why did, why is this all of a sudden become, mm. uh, you know, uh, like, like it's, a, it's a problem to go bald? 
it's you know it's um, I've I've got a bald man shave it off it's well sexy and it's do you know what I mean it's almost like the pressures on guys are really really changing so from being that hunter gatherer which they have been for centuries now image is coming into it you've got guys having Botox guys getting their beards shaped guys getting their eyebrows sorted which I'm not knocking anybody for at all but for somebody who observes an awful lot of behavior there's more and more of this grooming that's going on with young men nowadays and this mm. wanting to desperately fit into society or again this filtered edited society which is on social media yeah it is it's so interesting that when you can observe it and i think yeah. sally if there's nothing else that people can take from this that is the key point just observe other things don't get involved don't try and jump in you might want to update your system and i always think when someone tells you something interesting you can be like okay well i might just update my system now i I, i'll take that on because that's how we learn we learn a bit more a bit more that's how i've learned everything i know but being able to just observe just observe the other people and what they might be doing no judgment because sometimes we get so wrapped up in feeling cross with people who are doing these things annoyed or we feel threatened because it's not our world but i think if we could just spend more time just being more observant just more curious yeah i wonder, I wonder how much put it. yeah i wonder how much better we would because it is all going on yeah. and it's up to you how much you want to get caught up in it some of it's great some you know there's some brilliant campaigns out there you know mental health campaigns where people are speaking up a lot more that it's all brilliant but we also need to know that we can't just rely on that because that's we've got to still be able to do it. We've still got to be able to dig deep. You know, I'm a big fan of people looking after their mental health, but not to the point where they then, oh, well, I can't do that because of my mental health. They need to work out how are they going to be able to do their thing. So I think yeah. for me, it's that observing and then just being able to take those steps towards whatever it is that you need to do. But maybe yeah, and I, I totally agree with you because I, you cannot assume anything. Assumption, I always say, if you assume something, it makes an ass of you, not me, which yeah. is, look at me being a bit cheesy, but it's so true. Why would you, you just can't assume anything. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors, exactly. but you're totally right. I am, I've always been a people watcher. Um, I enjoy to observe things. I have an opinion. I think we're all allowed an opinion, but at the same time, you can't assume things because you're not leading their life. You're exactly. not leading that other person's life. So yeah. it's not really your place to have an opinion. No, I mean, we do. You're right. We do have um, biases. You know, they're part of our processing. If from a brain perspective, they are part of our, like a filter. So, you know, we will decide things that are connected to stuff that we already know. But again, keeping it to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to share all of those things. And again, if some more people could just keep some of that in, wouldn't the world maybe be a better place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice to work on the radio, Alison. You wouldn't believe the things that people used to text into me. So <laughs> I can imagine. Skin like a rhino now, very thick skinned. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh, it's been brilliant to chat to you. So what should we say is our top tips? I think definitely for me, I love that, the, you know, you've hit on something that's really important to me is observing. So important, isn't it? 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. And I actually really like my little assume, to be honest. So just don't assume anything. I've read a fabulous book. It's called The Four Agreements by, um, uh, I think it's Don Don Ruiz, um, Miguel, Miguel Ruiz. And the second agreement is don't ever assume anything. And it, it's, it will change your life. It will literally yeah. change your life. So yeah, just observe and just and just don't observe. Assume. Yeah, and that can yeah. be that can be self. You can just observe your own thoughts, your own uh, behaviors, or you can be looking at what else is going on in that world out there and just be really mindful of oh, wonder why. You know, because there is always a reason why. It might not be yeah. the greatest reason, but there's always a reason why people are doing something else. Thank so, you so much for having me on today. Oh, really you're welcome. It. You're welcome. Well, we'll put your. Um, chuffed the link yes, to your so if you want to find me on instagram it's just chuffed podcast on instagram and then i'm on facebook as well so it's chuffed podcast on facebook and then it's on spotify amazon apple if you want to go and search it on those platforms but there is a link to the podcast through the instagram account which is Brilliant. great thank you Alison. oh you're welcome and i would definitely urge you all to go and have a listen to chuffed because it is a breath of fresh air as as you are breath of fresh air sally Oh, bless you. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening and sharing in this episode of Mental Wealth. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. My last question to you is what is the one small thing that you can take action on from this episode? Message me on Instagram or through our website with questions you'd like me to explore. You'll find the links in the show notes. I'll be back with more tools and tips to make sense of your mind in the next episode. In the meantime, be kind to yourself. Bye for now.